This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hello, hapsters. The sound quality is back and so is my energy. You know why? Because I am honoring my rest. Oh my goodness. It is the summer of getting back into the world. Last summer was not my faith right? We were back at home in the midst of COVID and couldn't do all the fun things. All the plans were canceled. All the peoples were at home. Listen, it was still great in its way. I got to Zoom with my family tons last summer and we invented weekly Zoom trivia and got creative with the ways that we were going to celebrate, which was fun. But I'm not going to lie. I am glad that... (laughs) touching is back and hugging and in-person events and restaurants and like crowds. I like it. I like crowds and I'm fully vaccinated and so are all my friends and it's just so good. So um, I have been, the point of all this has been because I've been making lots of plans and this summer is jam-packed, like trying to fit two summers into one summer. And Therefore, I am needing to be meticulous about my scheduling of my rest because what happens when we don't schedule our rest and we schedule all of the fun things and all of the work, then they're just, we run out of time for rest and then we don't. And then our body shuts down and our mind goes crazy and we're forced to rest. Does this sound familiar to anyone? Because I know I'm not the only one who's experienced it. Um, but I've gotten really pretty, uh, aware of what my limitations are and I have done a really good job of figuring out what my vital behaviors are what are the bare minimum things that I need to do for myself in order to maintain that high level of version of myself that's going to allow me to coach at the highest level and make money at the highest level and you know be the high, best parent that I can be and be the most amazing and loving and generous girlfriend that I can be and you know friend and all the things I can't do that if I'm not aware of what I need to do for myself first so if you haven't listened to this episode already go back and listen to the episode I did on vital behaviors and we, I talk about it as it pertains to your business but I also touch on it just in general, it's so applicable to your regular life. What are the vitals you need to do for your business each week, each month, each day in order to be growing in a sustainable way? And the same thing with your personal life. What are the things you need to do for you? And I know mine right now and the list is not short. Like I need to do a lot of things, basic things for myself to feel like myself. One of those is workout. I need to get in a minimum of four workouts a week. And that is a minimum. I really prefer five, ideally six. Um, And I also need one night a week of nothing, like a plan to do nothing and to just be not social and be by myself and not working and have my laptop shut and not have company and all the things. I just need one night a week. 
And last week I was starting to see that, ooh, I didn't do a great job planning leading into this week. Started to feel at my limits and I decided, okay, perfect. Now is the time where I need to start getting to the basics. And this is what it, what it comes down to, these four things. Honoring my rest, honoring what is my truth and telling it quickly to everyone around me. Oh, you know what? The truth is it's going to be a no on this. Ooh, the truth is I'm actually at my max capacity on this. Truth is I'm not going to be available or have the energy to do that. Honoring my time. So making sure that I am spending time that in the way that most honors what I the life that I want to lead. And the truth is, is that I want to be a generous person and I want to be a giving person and a loving person. But if I'm not first deciding and telling the truth about like how my week can be made up, I can easily get into a bad habit of saying yes to other people's priorities of how they want to spend their time, sometimes including me, even though it's actually not a good week for me, right? And then honoring your body at the end of the day, nothing tells the truth more about where I'm at and what I need to do than my body. So Get into that habit of tuning in and just saying like, hey, do I need a little bit of rest? Hey, do I need to schedule in a nap for tomorrow? Hey, do I need to cancel something? Hey, do I need to go and, you know, get my nails done? Hey, do I need to manage my mind? Do I need a self-coaching session? Emergency needs to happen, right? Like I know if I go a certain amount of time without managing my mind or without putting inputs of positive psychology into my brain, like a podcast that I listen to or a training from one of my coaches, if I don't do that, my brain tends to be a little bit more negative. This is normal. Brains, our job is to to look for problems and solve them. But I just know that I don't want to live in that function all of the time. It's not necessary to be finding problems all the time. So instead, I have to fuel my brain with that. I know that is part of it. So I honor that. And then finally, I just want to talk really quickly about how if you're not doing this or if you struggle to do this, it's because you are a people pleaser. And as you know, if you're a listener to this podcast, hapsters tend to be people pleasers. (laughs) Um, I don't know. They say that you attract um, the type of person that you are. And I would not say that I really struggle with people pleasing. I really don't. Um, But I do see that my clients do. I think in general, you know, a lot of women do struggle with people pleasing. It's a social conditioning that's there and it is kind of ingrained in us from the time that we are younger. So I just want to point out a fact about people pleasing. This is not you being a loving, amazing friend. People pleasing is lying. (laughs) It's you showing up and just telling people that it's a yes when in reality, it's a no. Okay, tell them the truth because otherwise you're not creating a loving relationship by telling them yes when it's a no. You're creating resentment of them and you're creating um, this relationship where they start to depend on you and feel that you are um, to them something that you're not truthfully. And that is not love. And that is, you're going to end up when you show up in people pleasing in your business, you create a business that you resent. And when you show up in people pleasing in your life or with your time, you create a schedule or a calendar that you resent or, you know, friendships that you resent, you know, a bank account that you resent, any of it, make sure that you are not people pleasing and calling it love. That's a lie, my friends. Okay. 
So before we dive into the topic and after that little rant, <laughs> let us shout out the hapster of the week. The hapster of the week this week is Susana. Susana is a coach, uh, a client and coach, actually. Did you guys know that I coach coaches? Yes, I have a handful of clients who are also coaches. Um, they have slightly different niches than me. Susana works with, she's a life coach for Latina business women of faith. Uh, so if that's you and you're really looking for a one-on-one coach right now and you're listening to this episode live as it is, we're currently at a wait list. And if you're ready to jump in with one-on-one coach, I obviously with group I I always recommend that you jump into happening sessions I think it's the best group coaching program around but if you're looking for one-on-one and that's your what your need is right now I highly recommend Susanna she you know we trust her because we trust coaches who have coaches they understand the value they are living proof they're already an example of what the life that you want to lead should look like, right? So um, I think the reason that I wanted to shout out Susanna this week is because she has a super fun, exciting, lofty goal, impossible goals that we set for her year, for the end of the year. And she is in all the feels of it. So you know when the math is showing up and you're like looking at the math and you're like, hmm, I feel like the numbers are not adding up and we start to, our belief starts to shake on that goal. That is when you need to dig into your coaching, dig dig into your self, um, self coaching and your actual coaching and decide to create emotions with intention. And Susanna this week has just had the emotion that I think is one of the most bravest brave emotions that we can cultivate and create for ourselves, which is willingness. She has been willing to feel it all. She's so committed to her goal that she doesn't really care what she's going to have to feel in order to get there. And that is the path. People, are you listening to me? The path to your dreams, the path to your goals is just putting one step in front of the another it is not hard to make money it is not hard to make offers it is not hard to you know tweak your process or your business planner or any of it what is hard is to manage your mind or to feel the feelings that come along with doing that and if you're willing oh like Susanna has been this week there really are no limits to what you can achieve so I just wanted to shout her out and say I'm so proud of you Susanna it's been such a pleasure to coach you because when you are willing and a willing participant of coaching, you grow so much quicker. And I could just tell even in the short time that Susanna and I have been working together, she's going to have massive growth. She's already starting to come into some awareness on her limiting beliefs right now and sky's the limit. So really excited and so proud of you. Okay. And now, oh, so actually beforehand, uh, if you want to go and follow her or connect with Susanna, you can follow her on Instagram at Susanna S. U-S-A-N-A-J underscore A um, to hire her as your life coach if you are a Latina businesswoman of faith. Amazing. Okay, so the topic today that we're going to be talking about is six ways to do money. Okay, this is the six ways to master money. And I think when I talk to my clients in the beginning and we're just gauging where they're at in their business, most people, when they're describing their business to me, are thinking about their money in 
maybe two ways, maybe three ways they're thinking about it in terms of earning. They're thinking about it in terms of spending. Or maybe they're also slightly thinking about it in terms of uh, savings as well. But there are six ways to do money. There are six ways to approach and engage with money. And all six is what it takes to have true money mastery. Why? Because they're all completely intertwined. Now, here are the six ways. And then we're going to just deep dive into them. And then if you really, really want to deep dive into them and apply them and take the what's happening money assessment and then get all of your resources and all the things you need to join happening sessions because they have that all in there and it is a clean and clear plan towards getting to scale your business and your personal finances right so the money it's it's not hard it's just math but there are a lot of thoughts and feelings attached surprise so when we talk about all these ways that you're going to engage with money we're also going to talk not just about what you have to do but what you have to feel and think in order to follow through on that doing okay the six ways that you need to approach money if you want true money mastery are earning saving spending, having, investing, and giving. Earning, saving, spending, investing, having, and giving money. Now, I think that I don't even know that I have a favorite. Maybe as we go through, I'll pick a favorite. (laughs) But I do think that um, the way we focus on money we think that there's just one point and when we're missing the other pieces sometimes it becomes very clear why we want to give up or hide from money or we think that money is in control money's just a thing it's just a neutral circumstance but it's a tool and it's really can be very fun but we when we think about it holistically, I find that it takes the pressure off of any one way to engage with money being the way that needs to work out today, right? There's so many different ways for us to feel positive or neutral about money. Um, there's so many different ways to approach it to get to that place. So let's talk about earning. How do we make money? A lot of you want to go right to like the business plan or your business model or the stock market or I'm not really sure. But the simple answer is that we make money with our brain. And as we apply it to the model, this is kind of how making money looks. Uh, a lots of money would go in the result line or in our case, not just lots of revenue, but lots of profit. We want to be tracking uh, our profit and getting really Uh, technical and specific some people when they come in they're just telling me oh yeah I make this much and I'm like is that your revenue and then when I ask about their profit they just have no idea they just track their revenue and that's the easy way out my friends what you really want to make sure that you're doing when you're tracking your earning is sure your revenue but most importantly your profit what are you actually taking home what's actually where's the transactions and what's what's left over what is spilleth over Okay, and reverse engineering that, making money might look like in your A-line, your actions might be making offers, rejecting rejection, tracking your earnings, setting goals, communicating your value and your what your offer is and how you can help um, or what you solve with your product or service, experimenting, collecting failures. Those are all the actions that it takes to 
that's like pretty much it. Obviously, there's some some specific technical things, but at, at its core, that's what it takes. That's all you have to do to make money. But there's parts that come before the action because we take all of our action from our feelings. What do you have to feel in order to take action? You need to feel willing, confident, abundant, inevitability, feel joyful. You need to feel fun, self-love needs to be in there somewhere. You can feel love for others, curious, disciplined, determined, focused. These are really good feelings for earning money. And what do you have to think to feel those feelings? In the thought line, that is where all of your ideas are. You create money by coming up with ideas. And then you have your thoughts about you, what you're capable of, what you're worth, Then you have thoughts about your product and service, what it's worth and what is the value there. And if there's any limitations, what do you think about that? Um, And then the thoughts about your potential or current clients. Is there a gap? Are they interested? Are they going to be capable of applying this and getting the results? What are your thoughts there? And then finally, your thoughts about money. Earning money can be so fun. But if you have unhealthy thoughts about money, you think you're going to want to go out there and make more of it? No, certainly not. If you think that making more of it is going to mean that you're a bad person or that you're greedy or that it's going to take a lot of time and effort and blah, 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 blah. You're going to have to make all these sacrifices. If your thoughts aren't there when it comes to money or when it comes to yourself or your clients or all those things, forget about taking all that action because it's not going to happen. Okay, so that's essentially all of the different plug and play things that'll go into your model to earn money. And that is not hard, right? You just practice the thoughts. You just allow the feelings. You're willing to feel whatever it feels like I was just talking about with Susanna. Then you take the action and then you make lots of profit. (laughs) It's amazing, okay? So um, with my hapsters, I had them take a look, take their assessment in each of these categories. And then I wanted them to look at it and wanted them to get to a five out of five in all of those categories. So these are kind of your goals when it comes to earning. These are some good starter goals. Define your annual and your 30-day earnings goals in profit and revenue. By the way, if you're listening to this and you don't have a pen or you're driving or whatever, I would sit down. This is one of those you're going to want a pen. Super valuable episode. Okay. Define your annual and your 30-day earnings goals in both profit and revenue. Number two, you're going to track your earnings. And if you don't have a bookkeeper, 10 out of 10 recommend Natalie, although she's getting super busy because everyone wants to work with her because she's so amazing. But reach out if you are interested in Natalie's services and maybe I will be so generous as to share her with you. (laughs) Um... Then number three, she's a bookkeeper, by the way, but an amazing future focus one. Number three is um, understanding the formula for creating lots of business. It's really, and this is so simple, and um, I took this from Brooke's Double Your Business course, but I just loved how simple and fun it makes it seem about earning money, which is um, the number of offers you make minus the number of no's you get equals the number of yeses. And if you just double all three of those, you double your business. <laughs> like how fun and simple and easy is that? I love simplified one sentence formulas. 
Okay, and then four, when it comes to your goals or your understandings for earning, set up accountability to your goals. Yes, I highly recommend a coach, but it doesn't have to be a coach. You can set up accountability in lots of ways. Make sure there's some accountability on looking at the numbers and um, creating these earnings goals. Number five is continue to expand and strengthen your money mindset. Fuel yourself with all the personal development on money. Um, practice those beliefs. Write letters to yourself about money. Come into awareness on your money. Get coaching on money. All the things. And six, determine if you are under earning. I really recommend uh, the podcast episode on the Life Coach School podcast that's called Under Earning. Brooke is a genius. I think this concept just smacked me across the face and really gave me one of oh, so many ahas that helped me uh, get out of that like stuck place in my business in terms of revenue and profit. So yes, that is earning. Now let's talk about savings. I'm going to be speaking a mile a minute because I have so much I want to cover with you guys. Savings. Saving money can always be a priority. Okay. Similar to the mindset required to build your business, saving requires a future-focused brain and a willingness to delay gratification. But that's okay. You can do it. Like if you just focus on your future and you understand that by delaying gratification, you're not not going to experience the gratification you do. It's just a little delayed. And the more connected you are to your future self, the easier it is to save because when you choose to put money towards your future and you're tracking that meticulously in the present, you get to enjoy the visual of seeing that money go towards your future and feel amazing about that. It actually gives me a dopamine hit Every time I track and budget money today towards my future, very specifically, and I'm specific about what it goes towards, it's so amazing. Saving can feel difficult when we believe certain thoughts. So we got to watch out for, for these certain thoughts. Here are some examples. I can't afford to save, obviously, in scarcity or usually uh, wrapped around not knowing your numbers or making a lot of decisions that are keeping you stuck. I don't know what I'm saving for. When you have like a vague future, I don't really love the term emergency fund. I prefer to call it like, I'm got me covered. Whatever it is, the language that, that works for you. Unexpected circumstances, emergency. I just don't like putting money towards that. I don't like thinking about that and preparing for there to be something bad happening to me, <laughs> right? It's kind of counterintuitive. So I like thinking unexpected circumstances are going to happen. I can totally handle it. I'm gonna, I want to budget for that. And we want to budget specifically for our future. So, oh, budget some towards Christmas presents and some towards home projects and some towards, you know, being able to retire and some towards our future kids' college. Like these are all separate things. I don't know where all my money goes. It's just sloppy budgeting. I teach, I say meticulous budgeting a lot, but it really just is. There's no better way to describe it. It is every single dollar. You know where it's going. It is so fun. And I'm starting to appreciate the word budgeting less and less because it feels like a way to be scarce with your money and to kind of hoard it and to be, you know, not in abundance with it. So really the way I want to think about it is sloppy money planning. Okay. And then finally, I that thought, I don't know how to save. Just lazy prioritizing. If you don't know how to do something, that doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means 
waste time to figure it out. It's a waste of time to ever say, I don't know how to do anything. Just don't say it. Instead, say, ah, I'm going to make it a priority to learn how to do this this week. Who knows how? Who can teach me? How can I learn from them? Amazing. Here are your goals when it comes to saving. Number one, build a discretionary unexpected circumstances fund. Yes, normal people call this emergency fund. You can call it that if you want. (laughs) That's what you're going to do. Number two, contribute to interest gaining future savings. This is untouchable money. And I think it's really important for you to have a certain amount of money that you don't touch that once uh, it goes in, you know, it it will would cause you great pain or penalty (laughs) to be able to touch it again. Right. And then Number three, paying off any and all debt. These are not in order, so probably debt would be a goal to pay off first. Number four is have a good balance between short and long-term savings. Itemize everything and be descriptive. I mentioned this kind of a second ago, but use language that evokes emotion. For me, emergency doesn't evoke an emotion that motivates me to contribute to that category, so I don't use that word. And I love to use words in my planning all the time. Like even the word debt, if it feels not great to you, like you can do one of two things. You can either manage your mind to make debt feel totally neutral. The same way I've done with my clients with the word failure. I feel like most of them hear the word failure and they're just like, yeah, failure. Love it. Neutral thing. It's part of success. Or you could just change the word. So instead of saying debt and having that labeled as like money towards debt or towards loan, I just call it borrowed future money. It's just you're just using future money. No big deal. Now you borrowed it. Perfect. Helps you get back to neutral so you can just show up neutrally and make decisions neutrally with your money. Uh, number five is have a business savings balance. So yes, there is personal savings, but your business should also have a savings balance. So that would go towards your coaching, towards events, trainings, investing in clients, future hires. It's a mistake I see a lot of clients who are scaling to the early um, 100K, 200K zone make that never allows them to get past it is that they're pulling from that budget and from what they're making and either spending it um, in their business or they are uh, pulling it and putting it into their personal account and then spending it in their personal life. And there needs to be this balance of savings as well so that you can grow to be able to save specifically for the short-term things in your business, of course, the short-term expenses, but also for short-term and long-term savings for your business in uh, investing in trainings, investing in events, investing in coaching, investing in future hires now. Okay, and I highly recommend getting a financial advisor. By the way, disclaimer, this I am not a financial advisor. These are the ways that I am sharing that I find to be the basic, basic steps in terms of your thought, feeling, and action plan towards in money, true money mastery, which has uh, six different ways, as we just covered, that you can engage with it. Okay, so I'm going to end up breaking up this episode into two parts because there's just so much to cover here and I like to keep my episodes digestible. So yes, I want you to think about the first two, earning and savings in 
like a deep dive way, I want you to go and create your thoughts, feelings, and action plan towards being at a five out of five in all of those categories, all of those goals that we just talked about. Um, In terms of resources, I highly, highly recommend the budgeting tool. You need a budget. I've talked about it before on the podcast. I do trainings on it and I teach on it within my private coaching and in happening sessions as well, which is available to you right now if you want to come and join us and just get your get your dollars in order so that they can start serving you instead of you feeling at the mercy of them. And then of course, hire a financial advisor. I don't think most people understand how financial advisors work, but the meetings are free. So go and have a free financial advisor meeting, at least get an understanding of your numbers. Those sessions alone are super valuable um, so that you can start making a plan to be able to work with them or hire them, even if the moment isn't right then. Um, and then also we want to create some, some policies, a minimum savings goal per month and maybe try saving first. And, uh, we are going to start getting you into the habit of, um, thinking about your savings in terms of long-term and short-term and trying to find that sweet spot ratio between, between where you're going to focus on, on short-term or long-term and, and contributing to both at the same time. All right, you guys, next week when you tune back in, we're going to be talking about spending. We are going to be talking about investing, having, and giving money. These all tie in together, but I think these first two really are the basics and uh, there's a lot of work to be done. If you're not at a five in all of these categories, no shame in that game. I was at a zero out of all of them at, at some point, okay? And these are not things that are taught in school, unfortunately. Even I have clients that were accounting majors and still I'm teaching them how to engage in money. It's just not something that we're taught. So I wish you all of the the fun in engaging with money in these first two ways and tune in next week to learn some more. But if you are eager to dive in, be, be my guest. Please come DM me on Instagram at what's happening WJess or email me at Jessica at what's happening.com and get in happening sessions. I would love to chit chat with you um, if to see if it's good for fit for you right now. And I would love to really help you get your numbers in the best place possible. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing day.